was just, uh, I'll jump in. You should have a little notification so we're recording. That should all have come up all right. No problem. Right. Cool. So, hello and welcome back to Talk Tonight. It's been a while since we did an interview, but I'm here with Erwin and Al from the Hoosiers. How are you guys? Very good, thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm good. Erwin, you all right? I too am all right. <laughs> yeah. Double brilliant. thumbs up. That is good to hear. So, my understanding is you're in the studio right now. What are you working on? Are you able to let us know? Um, yeah, yeah, we, we can. Sure, we're at Metropolis Studio. And um, I don't think we've been back here since mixing our second album, in fact. Um, but it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously, word got out that the Hoosiers were in. And so Foo Fighters, Queen and the Darkness have all swarmed down like, like maggots to a beautiful dead thing after selfies left right and center Grohl oh, just grabbed me for a God. selfie i'm like come on dave chill <laughs> out but if you manage with like everyone else but genuinely it's like we've moved ourselves to the broom cupboard it's so full here and it's yes yeah, foo fighters have taken up every space yeah. here it's but it's quite yeah we're a bit excited by that as well because they're the foo fighters so. so you know we've got some some huge bands there where do you uh put yourself in that little uh in that list of names that you just mentioned. That's a good, very good question. Second, I'd say. Just yeah. ahead of the, yeah. <laughs> Joint first. Joint first? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we haven't played as many games, so uh, we'll be top of the league when we finish <laughs> our fixture list. I, I think so, but I, I like to think that the Who Fighters could be to rock what um, McBusted is to pop. The Who Fighters, that's it. You heard Who it here fires. first, Dave. <laughs> So you're in the studio, is it a new album? Is it just singles? What is it? What's coming? We, yeah, well, we've, well, all of those things. We, we've, we've got pretty busy because we, well, yeah. I say busy. One album every seven years we hit. But we've, yeah, we've recorded a new, new album. We're buzzing for that. And um, we're just mastering it and um, experiment right, with it with a few few new technologies today. But I'm not allowed, I don't think I'm allowed to say anything about that. Are you not? Are you not? I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Like, just panic. But it's, yeah, just panic. I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm Do just going to go for it. Got, <laughs> but, no said it. I, means, I didn't sign an NDA. That's just you <laughs> on behalf <laughs> of the band. Um, yeah, it's, um, so we're having these um, spatial masterings uh, happening to, to a few of our tracks today. And so we're able to hear this kind of, it's the new version of Dolby, really. And it's sort of like three dimensional sound. So if you've ever wanted to smell the armpit of the person making the music, you can. That's sort of what it's like. It is wicked. It's wicked though. You like that the, the speakers all around us, you're in the middle yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. The, the, everything's like coming at you from all angles and they, and they can recreate that on, 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 on your headphones, which is it's brilliant mm. if you've ever um, indulged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of my favourite songs actually is by Kanye West and it's uh, Runaway. If you've ever heard that song at all, that is very much like the 3D where you feel the background noise almost travel around the back of your mind. Wow. Come back around. Obviously, he's one of the best producers. I mean, he's a knobhead. But <laughs> when, it when it comes to the musical side of things, yes. Uh, no, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I feel like bands nowadays are almost scared to sort of challenge themselves, try the new sounds out. Um, a, a song that came out today, I don't know if you've heard it yet, Arctic Monkey's new single was released today. Was it? Um, I don't know yeah. if you've... Not yet. No, it's been, uh, it's mixed reviews would be the term. Um, obviously, no, no one likes it when they don't write about 
you know, dancing in clubs in Sheffield like they did when they were 18. And they've yeah. sort of hit a hole. Uh, it's very loungy. It's very different. And obviously right. they were with that spatial, like they did a whole concept album on space. What's the sort of thing you're trying to hit with your new sound? Is it like a concept <laughs> album or is it very much just, you know, experimenting with new technology, like you said? Okay, it's an interesting one because I do think just even to, to go and bang on about them, the monkeys, I, which by the way, I thought of an alternative. This would be like a, um, a tribute band to Arctic Monkeys would be like Stunt Mice. Something else I was just throwing. Yeah. Why? I just really like the sound of those two words together, like they've sort of Arctic Monkeys words. Stunt, stunt Mouse, Stunt Mice, I'm undecided, but Alex, if you're watching, which I know you are, just think about it. And I, I really rate the fact though that they are, I think they do get out of their comfort zone mm. and the fact that they've been really progressive and, and that last that album, sort of about a hotel and that whole concept. But I think that was, that was very brave and whether or not it lands for people, it's sort of... I think, yeah. I think, yeah, we get, I get frustrated when big bands, because you, if you get to that size of the band, I mm. think then you're, then it's your, your job or your responsibility then to, to push the envelope. It's not like you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're an upcoming band and you found a sound and you need to keep doing that so that you can, you know, sell your album, get to where you want to get. They're like, something like Coldplay have done, you just, you feel like yeah. they need to be braver because mm. I'm like, you've got the opportunity to be brave. So I, I, yeah. Hats off to the Arctic Monkeys for, for pushing it on up. Yeah. yeah. But now back to us. Yeah. Um, let's make it all about us. So uh, I do think ge genuinely as well, this coming out of lockdown, we've, we've emerged with a spring in our step. And, um, you know, we, we've said it, but we're, we haven't been this excited about the music we've been making since the first album. And I think there's something, having tried a few varieties of sound in our, in our last two self-released albums, it kind of feels like we maybe it's come with a bit of age as well. It's, it's kind of knowing what mm. what we are, what makes the Hoosiers the Hoosiers. And yes. for us, it is being a positive uh, kind of celebration of, of life. And, and and yet that's kind of evolved into something that's, that sounds a lot more adult-oriented pop. And so I kind of think it's been incredibly releasing and freeing for, for myself, having made a, a very melancholy album under the name Whitetail Falls, which I released in the middle of a pandemic, which I wouldn't recommend to anyone attempting to start a career in music or further their career in music. But doing the Hoosiers, it's like we know what we are and, and playing, really just enjoying writing a three minute pop song. That that has been incredibly freeing and expressive. So we've, we're very excited to do this and we've already started on the sixth album. We're that excited. It's almost like we know what we're doing, but not right. quite. Is this album also self-released? Uh, you're not, not re-signed to any label at all? Or... It's not self or released yet. Yeah, we're, we're, we're working that out, actually. Work so we've got, we got new management. We got, we're got we yeah. just trying to figure out what... It's not... There's so many different avenues to release music now, which is great. Mm -hmm. And we're in a you know, different position to what we were. So, yeah. so, yeah, we're just working on that. But it would be nice to get the label behind <laughs> Yeah. behind us because it's, it brings a lot of work and stress with it when you do it on your own but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see obviously like you've had the the i think i was reading a story earlier about the big breakup with the record label back in what was it 2011 2010 time um mm. and when obviously our whole uh podcast it's about interviewing upcoming artists speaking to people that might have never had the opportunity to work with a label now, what sort of 
advice would you offer? Because I know some people, they just want to dive in headfirst. Oh, labels come knocking. I'm signing. I won't read the small print. I'm all in. And then it can come back to bite you on the ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's good that you do that. And I mean, the, the industry's changed a lot since we signed. Even when we signed, I think our deal was, was probably a lot more um, positive towards the band than it, than it probably became because we went through a period where record companies were struggling to make money. So they started signing what's called 360 deals, um, which was which meant they took a portion of your live revenue and your merchandise, whereas our deal was just purely about the album. So, yeah. so I know that started to happen. I just, yeah, I would, the, the thing for us, I don't, I wouldn't change it because we were a pop act and we needed big exposure. So we needed big money behind us. So it was almost like to speak in business jargon, it was like a lost loser, lost leader. Just, they invested a lot of money in, we wouldn't make money back directly from that sale of that album, even though we sold a lot of them. But it's just put us on a platform where we can, where we can make more music, play big live shows, and, and have a have a kind of social media following. So, yeah, good management is probably priceless, I would say. So, you know, just take all the advice you can. And, yeah. and when somebody goes to spend money on a lawyer, and you think that's a lot of money, it's worthwhile <laughs> paying it because. Okay, okay those small prints worth it's just who, who reads it so yeah pay someone else to and then give you the gist of it that's what you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that and that said as well it's like we've, we've been on both sides of the fence now having self-released and done that and as you say it's a slog i mean algorithmic evils of social media whereby you can't even get your the word out that you've got your music out to all of your followers like, like even that is a cost um, so I, I just say there is still a, definitely a place for, for labels and um, yeah I mean these people are there like the label we work with there's all the experts in their own like avenue and, and we don't, you just don't have that as a band so imagine you can write songs record them then market them and then do the social media on them I mean if you can hats off but it's just I think your chances diminish the more you take on and, and you know focus on what you're good at really so but also another another big tip on the creative side i'd say is that um i would strongly advise anyone to to kind of to not uh not rely on a label having an imagination or using it um i'd say that it's really worthy having a full idea of who you are as an artist and what you look like what this album looks like what you look like on stage how that works how the show comes across Think about every little detail, what the website looks like, even you know, down to color schemes and tones and graphics and all this for your social media. Everything should be have a homogeneity to it. Or if it doesn't, that should be intentional. Um, I think that that's kind of important. And that's something a label won't give you and shouldn't give you. That should come from you. So it's really worth thinking about every single aspect of it, not just the music. Something that I have noticed from you guys uh, specifically in recent times is your use of TikTok. Now, obviously, it's a phenomenon that bands up and down the country are being almost told to use. Mm -hmm. um, how have you guys found uh, going onto that social media platform? And uh, is it sort of, has it helped you sort of get your name back out there? It, yeah, I mean, you go into, like, with said before you were musicians first and foremost and then you sort of get pushed into this genre or category that you don't really want to do like tick tocking i mean it's 
we're not young anymore. It's not something that instinctively we do, but but I think we're we're also aware that you know you need to do these things. You need to get yourself out there, and and I don't think it's a million miles away from who we are as people. We, even when we first came out with the album, it was there was an element of that we didn't take ourselves too seriously, and there was a fun element that we wanted to get across. So TikTok was our, in many ways it felt like it was sort of if it had come out when we were in 2007 it we would have probably taken over the world but um, might yeah not have even bothered making any more music probably not <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do think you know kind of feed, feeding into that other point it's again that as i was talking about other you know down to what colors you're going to use for your video or graphics art design but also the tone that you're going to have with social media being aloof or being a reveal or what's and all type um, i think that's important that it has to reflect has to be authentic to to a large degree and and certainly i mean i think the things like tiktok you can't for us it was it's, we're very aware when wow when radiohead get an account that's it gigs up we've got no choice they're on it jeez louise yeah i think i think from in our you have to just take all these decisions just you know from where we are and we just know that you know we can't you can't ignore it when tiktok makes like hit singles now with 30 seconds mm. of clips of music it's like to, to just ignore that and turn your nose up at it from our point of view, I just think would be, sure. would need to be, yeah, I think so. I, w- I was actually going to mention that exact thing is the fact that back, you know, when you released a first album, what was it, 2007, you've been around, you know, probably 20 years in the music industry, if not longer. Um, and obviously the music industry has changed a lot since then. Like you just mentioned, TikTokers, propelling artists to the top through 30 seconds of sound, maybe even 15, even maybe even five seconds of sound. Yeah. Our artists now almost just trying to find that little clip rather than moving away from the whole sort of aesthetic of an album. They're just trying to get that one viral clip and then here's what I it is. I hope they're not taking handling as cynically as it is because I think that would be naive as well because I think ultimately if you want longevity you can't be aiming at 15 seconds. People still want to hear, I hope people still want to hear and if you want a long career and a satisfying career you want to be able to go on stage and play you know, a full set of music but but equally to, to write an album and then just be aware that yeah, there might be a 15 seconds on it that works for a TikTok trend. I think that's that's probably the way we would attack it rather than the other way around because that sort right, of okay. pop starts to eat itself then when it gets shorter and shorter and, it, and then what, where do you get to? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that there's a danger even in um, down to sort of streaming platforms uh, that they don't breed loyalty in terms of a fan base and you might be lucky enough to even generate you know, a few million streams a month or whatever but if, when you're in the background at hairdressers and barbershops, whatever, it's not, people aren't necessarily bothering to go oh, i really love this man i must find out the name of the bassist or or like to actually then i'm going to pay 12 quid to go and take a chance and see this band because i like that one song there's you more people are listening to more music than ever but in terms of being able to actually break through i think that's proving actually increasingly hard and i'd say is one of the biggest challenges that bands are facing like m- even more so than in our day and in our day all everyone did was bang on about how hard it was that said this is our day Yes. And so the one, yeah, the one thing that frustrates me, uh, we have Radio One on at work. Um, sorry, I don't know if you, yeah, thank you very much. I can't stand it, and one of the main reasons because of 
of TikTok is 15 second clips are going viral. They're seeing this algorithm and thinking, let's put the song on the radio. So other than that 15 second good part, the rest of it is shit. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is a big problem because back when you were peaking in the charts, I had a little look at that top five and it was like Kate Nash Foundations, The Hoosiers, Rihanna with Umbrella. They're all great songs from start to finish. But how do you think it's going wrong? Like, would you, you wouldn't ever listen to the radio anymore, I presume? Uh, well, you know, certain, certain stations, I mean, just to sound really middle class, I mean, I, I listen to Six Music, but they're also specialty, speciality shows that are really good and cater for all tastes, you know, and I think a lot of people as well, we you move online. Why, why have someone else be the arbiter of what you listen to when you can, I mean, this is something streaming platforms are great for, find something you like, and then ask Spotify to suggest like-minded things, or even have playlists that are totally different to your taste and discover entire new genres. I think that's that's healthy, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting observation, but it's not a million miles worth from where Radio 1 were, where even when we were out there, they're, they're following now rather than leading, and that's mm. and that change happened a long, long time ago, and it's yeah. long gone in the days of Peel and Wiley, where they look for good songs and you trust the DJs to bring you good stuff, and you'd look out for that. That doesn't yeah. happen anymore. So it just Radio One's just become a different beast. Um, I don't know how much influence it has. Probably still quite a bit, but it feels a shame. But then yeah. times do change. I don't want to be that you know granddad moaning about how yeah, things yeah. have changed because there is lots of option and it and i think somebody told me that even today there's more people buying music instruments to, to start their bands than there ever has been before which sort of yeah i mean that's that was probably from three or four years ago somebody said that and i thought that's like a good indicator that you know people have still been inspired to do it so you just hope that there will be because really what yeah. the end goal is you want good music to come out, don't you? You want to find it. Um, it's just, you just now know not to listen to Radio 1 for it. Are, are there any upcoming bands that you're listening to at the moment that you would like to promote at all? Or... Oof. Uh, not, not that would be fresh or anything like right. beyond like that. I, I, I always struggle when I'm on the spot as well. Yeah. I just think like, you know, there'll, be, there'll be a few now. Like, but... Yeah. I'm... Oh, there's this great new young whippersnapper, Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> She's going to be huge. Yeah, so object we're objecting to that. But there's but I think the point the point is that there's just there's still loads and loads of good music out there. In fact, it feels like more than there ever has been, but mm. that's probably because you're now um you can now find everything, you know, yeah. in one in one place, whichever so, streaming platform you use. That's it. I'll give being... Ariana Ariana and the Rose and Bright Light, Bright Light, because I've just thought of them. But they're not, you know, especially new, but there's a lot of acts who still haven't necessarily broken through despite making consistently good music. Yeah. With so much out there, though, like you just said, how are you as a band trying to sort of differentiate yourself from the pack and get yourself heard? It's a, the big one. It has to start with, with the music and you have to be writing the best music you can and hold yourself to account and and have high standards. Um, I think that's that's really key, that's fundamental. We've got to believe that, I mean, this is again, our own empirical understanding of how music works, that you show someone they're into it, it starts this snowball effect. And, and 
and the idea is you know the more people hear it there it generates a buzz of excitement and you know that's that's kind of key but but for us as well even a lot of it's just taking these opportunities that come and trying to make something as well that feeds so in down to the videos and the music that there's a real aesthetic that goes hand in hand with the songs and that that's then seen live and it follows through the art direction as a whole and and trying to get our heads around that and how to curate that not just the music so you kind of end up creating like a three-dimensional art project that you really believe in um yeah do you find it difficult when it comes to you know putting new stuff out there because you are so synonymous with those hits back in 2007 is that a challenge for you or do you sort of thrive off of that I mean, it's a good problem to have yeah it, and it, it just it, well, i guess it's better to have a hit than to not have a hit yeah and i don't i think people i don't think people i think people listen to music like instantly they're not i don't think many people listen to it going oh yeah but this is the who's you like something or you don't like it and i think yes i mean maybe retrospectively somebody might go i think it would be pretty absurd to, to hear something like it and then go oh hold on who's that no i don't like that anymore mm. i just don't i don't think that's how people should approach it so i just don't think we've i genuinely think we're all still striving to, as Erwin mentioned earlier, we're still striving to sort of find the magic that we sort of found in those early songs. And I think, I think the way the music industry is now, I think when you do hit something good, I think it, it does get there. And we've got some of our stronger songs on the other albums, you can clearly see they get more listens. And, and it's sort of, that's mm. because of our, we've got a decent amount of people who follow us on, listen to us on, on the streaming sites. I think that's, that gives us plenty of reason to, to, to be encouraged. Yeah. And obviously you've had like quite a few band members over the years. Does that sort of change it up every time you sort of play live or when it comes to recording an album? Has that sort of allowed you to keep that creative spark going? Mass massively. And, and like, you know, even when our first bass player Martin left and we we got a session player to play, it, it, does, it, it does re, you know, reinvigorates the songs in many ways. Nothing against yeah. Martin the way he plays or, or it's just... It just gives you a new a new energy and, and at the minute when we go up the road with our new session players or as good as band members aren't they it, it is a buzz now because we're playing with, you know it's we enjoy the, their yeah. company as well yeah. and it, yeah they're two of our best mates and so it's mm. that's great that there is a, a chemistry there but moreover as well i mean al and i we were in our first ever band back in 95 you know so we have, have that kind of history and we, we've always been banned since the first incarnation of, of any band we've been a part of and so sure you know it's people might remember it as well as us having Martin or an original player but to be honest there's been considerable turnover before and after so um, yeah as long as we're here it's you know what by, by chance today in Metropolis where there's a one of our very original singers a girl that we used to work with is yeah. in the studio just by chance um, all right so you're getting her in for the we, album then yeah. yeah, we could do actually. <laughs> Maybe album seven. She's a really good writer now, so we'll, yeah, we might tap her up. Yeah. After all these years, how do you both stand being with each other? Twenty. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> is do it know, a challenge? It Sorry, is. Carry on. There's been moments. It's obviously yeah. like with any relationship or with my wife, or it's like it's just understanding that that the. The ebbs and flows of any relationship, and that's a lesson for anyone in, in a relationship, is that you're not always going to feel like you're 
in the honeymoon period. There's times mm. when it feels harder and sometimes, but we, the way we work at the minute, we gig during the summer for like, you know, three months and then you get quite a bit of time off anyway. So it's, mm. it's not like it was when you go on the road for like two years in each other's pockets. It's just nowhere near that bad anymore. So we get the sort of natural space, I think. And you know, said so the honeymoon period's over, but you're left with a deeper, longer, more entrenched sense of distrust. This has been one 27-year honeymoon period anyway. <laughs> me, I, was <laughs> wait, I was waiting for you to interrupt me with that. Uh, I did think I was like, ow. <laughs> we might have no time. So what is next for the Hoosiers? Obviously you got the got the song, got the album, but where where do you want to be? Like what's the the target? Let's say next five years, where do you want to be? Big in the back time. <laughs> um I think part partly we're we're enjoying this this kind of upward swing that we're feeling from from just having a great new team around us that are kind of invigorated by the, the music that we've made and the new stuff. And uh yeah, we're we're just about to announce our first European tour for the first time in over a decade. And that's thrilling for us just to, to get out there and to be gigging again and, and to play new music. It really, yeah. it feels like we, we haven't been this excited about music and about playing new music to, to ears young and old for the flipping ever. I, I, I remember speaking to, and this was probably about 2008, 2009, speaking about, about how long I wanted to do this for. And, and I remember saying, I was no chance I'm going to do this in my 40s. And then that, I think, but it's a, the lesson is, and yeah, I'm not in my 40s yet, so we don't know yet. <laughs> other, than, other than being in my, but, yeah. but you get, the lesson is you just you just have to roll with it. Every, mm. You know, who knows what happens next year. In an ideal world, five years, I'd love to still be playing and still writing, but but who, who knows? But for now, it's just like you just said, enjoy the riders, the yeah. highs. And navigating it partly I think as well that's something that happens in lockdown for I know a lot of bands is you're not feeling when the, the thing you do is about to be taken away from you it does force you to reevaluate your relationship with it and you know for some bands I know it's like yeah all right we'll leave this see you later and for us it and I know a lot of other bands it went the other way and now every gig we get to do it is a new found kind of excitement because we nearly lost it all and, and that went for everybody and so to to be able to kind of to do it, we realise how fortunate we are to get get to play music to people. It doesn't matter, you know, if they're if it's a hundred or a thousand, you know, that there are people there to hear your music. And I think it's really important to focus on the audience that is there than the one that isn't. Are there any new obstacles when it comes to touring in Europe? Because you're the first band we've spoken to that are planning to do that post Brexit, post COVID. How is that coming yeah. about? Because obviously there's a lot of there. Uh, so new rules and regulations surrounding that. Yeah, the cost's gone up. It's it, of, of, this is what we know, sort of secondhand from tour managers and people putting this into yeah. place. It's, yeah, it's, even the cost of won't go into the details, but you have to. Yeah. The, there's a carnet you have to get to prove that you own all your instruments to get through. The cost of that's doubled. The, the right. paperwork involved in that's doubled. It's, it has been, um, yeah, a little. Yeah, it's made life harder for, for bands it, to go. It has, Alan, but like, take heart, because I just know that the Tory government, and this is one of their top priorities, once they've sorted out this whole cost of living crisis, it's going to be definitely the thing they'll do. I know they haven't mentioned it at all, but yeah. I have no doubt that it's, it ranks really highly. Oh, it, you know, it's 
tongue in cheek, obviously, but yeah, it's very, very frustrating. And like, yeah. we've got a lot of people that struggle to, you know, like, it's not just bands, it's the people who support bands and tech yeah. bands and drive bands around have, have lost a lot of work because of because of it. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very annoying. I'm still looking for one good thing that's come out of this shit show. <laughs> just one. So also, the Hoosiers are, you know, avid Tory supporters. If you, uh, that's your one takeaway from this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my title. Look right out, Who's the ears? They're Tories. <laughs> That'll get the flicks uh, coming yeah. in. The Tory touring <laughs> yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. All Torying. Right. So imagine in this hypothetical universe, you, either of you, somehow become Prime Minister. What would you do to support grassroots venues and upcoming artists? Oh, wow. Whew, that's too much responsibility. I mean, I'd, I'd like well, the cognitive capacity. You, you, you were more than happy to slag them off to come yeah. up with a solution. I was just voting someone who's anyone who's better. But um, yeah. I mean, part of it, okay, is, is then actually, so it's about community and what grassroots venues are great at and what they have a unique position to do is to support the local brands to them. And they are bringing in their friends and, and that's how things grow and develop. And and they, they have to be able to do that by also making concessions and keeping costs down so they can do that and bring back snake bite and black like Reading's after dark. You know, not enough places serve that. That is rocket fuel. That's guaranteed to get any night started. Yeah, but ultimately, they're just we just need to look after them. I mean, however it is, if it's subsidies or if it's tax breaks, whatever it is, I just think we can't lose sight of that this country's built on a like a beautiful heritage of bands and the Beatles and it's probably our best export of all time mm. of like music and we just have to we I haven't got we haven't got a solution but it just has to be looked after and yeah. I don't think it would cost a lot to do that when you think no. about how much these energy firms and you know big corporations are coming and they get their tax breaks it just needs to be the love needs to be spread to to, to the music industry brilliant answer brilliant answer well the who's here it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you we've just got some quick fire questions just to end the uh, the interview if that's all right with you guys before i let you get back to your mastering with uh, with dave Grohl. sir <laughs> i saw you back in hull 2015 i believe might have even been earlier than that one of my favorite yeah. ever videos was taken up that gig where you were on stage playing goodbye mr a and just from the back I heard someone shout at the top of his lungs, I grew up on the Uziers. <laughs> I don't know if it was true or not, but my favourite ever gig moment that, but what's your favourite ever city you've played in? Do you, do you know, now that you've seen it, this is going to sound like a lame answer, but we've got a lot enough for Hull. Because we played there about, with, on average, it felt like four times a year for about three or four times. And um, it was always such a good night. Uh, but Newcastle as well. Newcastle, Liverpool, and Glasgow. Yeah. Glasgow's wicked. Yeah, to throw in those. Yeah. They're always kind of hit it. They never disappoint. Mm. Also, they're great nights to be out. Yeah. Just there's there's like an electricity in the air, regardless yeah. of, of it being a Hoosiers gig, which is obviously oh, why it's yeah, the grid. Yeah. Let's sort you out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those ones. Basically anywhere above the M25. Yeah. <laughs> so Desert Island, you can take one album to listen to for the rest of your life. Which album are you taking? The Greatest Hit by the Hoosiers. What <laughs> <laughs> um, well, a good question. Uh, the one, the, probably this, I would, uh, Songs of the Key of Life, Stevie Wonder. 
That's very nice. <laughs> I'm, I was hoping for a different answer, but obviously you so self-indulged. No, that, that was heartfelt. <laughs> There's no other record for me. It's all I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favourite artist other than the Who's Ears? Uh, I would go Joni Mitchell. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Bowie. Bowie. Brilliant. Shout. Bowie, who I don't know his second name. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Cher. <laughs> Cher. And finally, what's your favourite song you've ever written? Whatever written. Um, my favourite song that Al's ever written, which isn't what you asked, is Devil's in the Detail. Okay, kind of good shout. I'll say, I'll reciprocate yeah, I'll go goodbye, Mr. Ray, just because like playing it live is just a you know, you get that extra little special buzz. But yeah, brilliant, there you stuff, go. brilliant stuff, sir. This has been Talk Tonight. You've been the Hoosiers. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, if you enjoyed this, make sure you uh, subscribe and we'll see you next time. Take care. Yeah.